Welcome to the Hill Kings podcast. Welcome to the Hill Kings podcast. It's the it's only me, podcast. Chris. Yeah, it's the only podcast where two white guys talk about King of the Hill. The only one. How are you doing this week, Chris? I'm pretty good, man. Uh, I'm going to talk about myself because I don't want to ask you about whatever it is you've got going on. I no, today, I'm fine. It's nothing, bro. Today, let me tell you, I pulled a prank on Rachel that I've been trying to pull for like seven years. Rachel is like deathly afraid of root beer, doesn't want to drink it. I've been trying to get her to try root beer ever since I known her. She was no, 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 no. It got to the point where I tried to trick get her into drinking root beer. She's extremely vigilant. She does not trust me around brown sodas because she thinks I will try to get her to drink root beer. Well, I brought her some lunch today and I was thinking, you know, today's the day and I finally landed it. I finally got the old, I switched the lids type of thing, got her to take a sip of root beer. So it was a triumphant day for me. What was so bad about your day, Brad? No, I was in a funk, and that took me right out of the skunk. Hell yeah. Let's go. Rach, we're here. Don't drink root beer. God dang it, Bobby. God dang it, Bobby. God dang it, God dang it, Bobby. God dang it, Bobby. God dang it, God dang it, Bobby. God dang it, Bobby. God dang it, God dang it, Bobby. God dang it, Bobby. God dang it, Bobby. Bobby, 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 Hell yeah. We are here. We are here to discuss season one, episode three of The King of the Hill, The Order of the Straight Arrow. Woo, Lou, Lou. Woo, Lou, Lou. There's going to be a lot of that this episode. I, I loved this episode. Yeah, it's There's pretty so good. so many gems in the bit. Yeah. This episode aired on February 2nd, 1997. Uh, and the quick TV Guide blurb description is, when Bobby becomes a member of the Straight Arrow, Hank, Dale, Bill, and Boomhauer volunteer to take them on a camping trip. While there, Bobby accidentally kills a whooping crane. Wow. But wow. before we get into it, you know what we got to do first, bitch? This day in Arlen. This week in Arlen, oh, fucker. Week. Get it right. Or I'll go back to being in my bad mood. Oh, episode three. <laughs> <laughs> episode three. We're still uh, still getting the kinks worked out here. Yeah, at least uh, we're both recording. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This week yeah. in Ireland. Yeah, baby. All right. This week in Ireland. If this is your first time watching this show, welcome, welcome. It's nice to meet you, I'm Brad. Come on in. Yeah. Hit the subscribe button. Find us on Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> Send me money. R- request a payment from us. Send me a picture of your feet on Instagram. Ooh, that is going to have some tie-ins At for this episode. Hill Kings Pod. But if this is your first episode, this week in Ireland is the segment where I, Brad Hild, make an amazing and poignant PowerPoint to tell you about what was going on in the world during the week that this episode of King of the Hill aired. Chris mentioned a second ago, this aired on February 2nd, 1997. Let's just get the fuck right into it. The first Super Bowl aired by Fox was the prior Sunday. So the reason that we skipped a week here from January 26th, I don't know if you were paying attention to the last episode, 
the following week after Square Peg, we didn't get a King of the Hill because oh. it was the Super Bowl. Uh, the Packers beat the Patriots or some dumb shit. The More importantly, owl. my boy Super Mario tied the NHL record for goals in a single period with four and a 5-2 win against the Canadians. Fuck the Super Bowl. Yeah, the superb owl. Make that joke a second time. I was definitely watching this Penguins game instead yeah. of the superb owl as big, a young uh, lad. Big ice ducks guy. I, that's my team, brother. Hell yeah. For our <clears throat> viewers and listeners that don't know, uh, Brad is Canadian, so he likes hockey by default. Yeah, it's kind of instilled in our culture, you know? Anyway, I digress. Blood. Also that week, Homework by Daft Punk came out on that Oof, Monday. Still good. Yeah. Who doesn't love a little Daft Punk? This was pre-robot Daft Punk, I believe. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Late 90s, man. But again, I digress. Here's the TV guide for the actual night, February 2nd. Uh, familiar look here. We've got Touched by an Angel. We've got America's Funniest Home Videos. But if you if you notice, it's airing a little earlier on ABC. Mm. And we have like, like, was ABC just off the air that night? Yeah. I don't understand. What's going on there? Because it doesn't yeah. look like we've got anything for, for A&E either. Must have been something going on. Simpsons for this week. Mountain of Madness. Another like mid. This was kind of like where the Simpsons started to take a turn to not being so good. Not uh -huh. as good as it was. Uh, this was kind of like the beginning of that turn for the Simpsons. Uh, we'll continue to check in. When King of the Hill gets its best is probably when the Simpsons kind of turns to shit. Man, we don't talk that. about anything past season eight. Look at that run on Fox, though. Starting out 7 p.m. World scariest police chases all the way through X-Files. And don't even change the Sunday channel. Night, dude, yeah, that's must-see TV. Yeah, man. I used to love those worlds. Oh, yeah. Whateverist whatevers, man. And cops. Mm -hmm. I watched a lot of cops. I fucking hate cops now. If you're a cop and you're listening to this, unsubscribe, ACAB. <laughs> <laughs> don't uh, at me i hate you yeah those late 90s early 2000s cops it's, it's a different yeah, different it was, um... it was good nbc sunday night movie the client never heard of it hmm. we want to take a look at that yeah you can yeah i'll see what that's all about <laughs> i'll continue number one movie at the box office this week was the re-release of star wars hmm. tons of changes in this one that I put up on here that I don't really give a shit about. Mm -hmm. But yeah. yeah, number one, it was, I believe, the 20th anniversary of Star Wars. I actually have this version of the re-release on VHS. Brad, uh, before you talk about Star Wars, do you want to take a guess on what type of client the client is, is about? Uh, is it a sex thing? No. no it was on NBC. Haircutting. Uh, close. It's a crime drama. <laughs> That's, that was that close. <laughs> It's not close at all. Yeah, it's close. <laughs> yeah, it stars uh, Susan Sarandon and Tommy Lee Jones, uh, as well as Brad Renfro. Apparently, it's about a boy who witnesses the suicide of a mafia lawyer. There's a uh, Simpsons episode based on that, I think. Yeah, so I guess it's kind of about uh, how the DA is trying to use the kid to take down this mob operation. He's kind of getting clockwork uh, oranged by a couple of different groups. So, yeah, uh, the client. Uh, Tommy Maybe Lee Jones. We'll, we'll watch that for a bonus episode or something. Probably not. Tommy, 
Tommy Lee and Susan Saran rap everybody. Yeah. Nice. So Star Wars uh, was out this week also? Yes, mm-hmm. but more importantly, Waiting for Guffman had its US theatrical release that Friday. This I might be my this. favorite movie. You've never seen Waiting for Guffman? I've never seen Waiting for Guffman. Bro, have you seen This is Spinal Tap? Uh yes. Or Best in Show? Oh, I love Best in Show. Yeah, it's it's Christopher Guest. If you oh, like okay. Best in Show, you All will right. fucking love this movie. I'm it's his best work. Eugene Levy, right uh Parker Posey, obviously 91% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 91% audience score. I rewatched it this morning just because it had been a while and it just kind of like reminded me how much I love this movie. Uh definitely top five movie of all time. It's got Fred Willard, Catherine O'Hara, pretty much entirely improvised. Nice. Uh, banger of a movie okay so i was really excited uh, take a look at it that that this movie came out that day i believe it had already been released in like some festivals and released in canada but u.s theatrical release was this prior friday okay well guff had sound off in the comments yeah if you're a christopher guest boy uh you can at me uh, the Lakers beat the Bullets 129 to 99. Kobe with 13 off the bench. I believe this was Kobe's sophomore season. Mm. Always good to see some some Kobe stats. Mm-hmm. Uh, Final Fantasy 7 came out on Friday, and my life changed forever uh, because I basically didn't see my brother again for <laughs> a year. Shout out, shout out, Brian. This was a huge <laughs> deal in our household. Yeah, he was uh, big the, into like, Final Fantasy. Three disc version of it. I also played it. I do love Final Fantasy games, mm-hmm. but this, uh, this was this and Final Fantasy VIII were huge old deals, mm. uh, in the household for me. I was never a huge Final Fantasy guy. My first yeah, taste not, of Final I'm Fantasy. I'm not big on it. Yeah, I played. I played some of the remakes and have never gotten all the way through them. They're mm. super enjoyable, and I know they're extremely significant games. But I was really big into Final Fantasy Tactics. It was like yeah, a turn-based cool. mm-hmm. game. Yeah, that game was banger. Hell yeah! Uh, but Final Fantasy VII came out on this Friday. It was also Shakira's 20th birthday. Shakira, Shakira. Happy B-Day to Shakira. This mm-hmm. was before, obviously, she wasn't really like a household name in the U.S. in the in the late 90s, but she was releasing music all like Spanish language mm-hmm. at this point. Uh, so she was around. That's a, an actual picture of her as a 20-year-old. She looks pretty much the same now. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Shakira. And that'll do it. For this week in Arlen. Shall well, we hell get yeah. into the episode? Yeah, let's talk about Order of the Straight Arrow. Um, this is definitely a, uh, a very fun episode for me because your boy was a Boy Scout. I made it all the way. Your boy was a scout. Your boy was a scout. I made it all the way to the rank of National Bird. And uh, I'm a. Is that a real thing? Yeah, but Eagle Scout. National oh, oh yeah, got, it. National. got it got it got yeah. it say yeah. no more mm-hmm. um yeah so a lot of a lot of interesting nostalgia for me in this episode were you you were not a scout correct no I got pussy dude <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, not true at all that's so I did funny. not I did not get pussy but no uh I got a lot of that same kind of 
experience and skill set of like working with tools and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's just because I was kind of like forced to do manual labor a lot as a child. I didn't get any of the like community or bonding or. You didn't get to wear like, a, a fun values. uniform. I didn't get to wear a fun uniform. You didn't get to do little, little, um, recite little pledges and do little hand signs and that type of no, thing. No. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed my time in the scouts a whole lot. Definitely got me out into nature, you know. You ever go on a snipe hunt? I have gone on a snipe hunt. And you I have, have actually gone on a snipe hunt? That's I, a real thing? Yes, it is a real thing. So right off the top, there's wow. some similarity to BSA. There's um within Boy Scouts, there's a, I guess you might call it a secret society. Or there's kind of like a... Well, that's not... That's kind not of necessarily a varsity. With that, uh, with that uh, large cash settlement that recently... Was no, no, <laughs> that's um, not the secret society. <laughs> no, 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 no. As an organization today, oh my god, uh, it's so juicy! <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, today, uh, the BSA as an organization, um, you know, there's definitely some very legitimate criticisms there to be had of the organization, but there is a uh, a smaller club, we'll say, within Boy Scouts called um, the Order of the Arrow, which is where they do a lot of this, uh, Native American cultural appropriation. Um, I did look up and see that that was yeah. a real thing. Yeah, uh, I was I also in. I was in the OA as well. Boy Scouts in the audience will know what's up. So yeah, uh, my actual, my very first job uh, that wasn't you know forced labor with my dad uh, was <laughs> actually at the Boy Scout shop. My very first job that I ever had when I was fifteen. What did you guys sell there? Like lube? P- yeah. <laughs> pins and <laughs> gross uh, pins and badges and all that type of stuff. And then it was like a little bit of a gear shop. Uh, but before we get into the episode, the, the lady who was my boss, she dipped. My first boss was a like, dipping lady. Uh, yeah. Like Chaw. Mm-hmm. T-backy. Yes. So have you ever out. accidentally taken a drink out of a, did you ever know someone who would just spit into like a mm-hmm. like a coke can and yeah. accidentally fucking take a drink? Uh, I have gotten close. That's happened to me once. It's yeah, disgusting. The worst. Yeah. So, the Order of the Straight Arrow uh, opens us up with a uh, flashback. Uh, actually, we get a flashback to a camping trip. We see the alleyway boys. Um, Young Hank, young Dale, young Bill, and young Boomhauer uh, in their little order of the straight arrow. We get Cotton Hill. Yeah, it's um, so interesting to me that we've had Cotton in all three of these episodes, mm-hmm. but they've all been through flashbacks. We yeah. haven't actually like met Cotton on the show yet. Yep, we haven't met him in present day. He's only been in flashbacks, but we get flashbacks of the, uh, the gang, and they're uh, going out on their... St- well, first of all, Cotton asks, uh, you know, is everyone ready? And one kid starts to raise his hand. And this kid immediately breaks his vow of silence, to which Cotton shows no mercy. And he takes Eustace's silent sticks, a silent stick, snaps it and throw it into throws it into the fire. A portion of the uh, Order of the Arrow writes a passage from the actual Boy Scouts does involve an oath of silence for a 24-hour period of time. So that detail is accurate, wow. but Cotton uh, Cotton takes this silence stick, snaps wow. it, um, and he says, like, 
for now, the rest of your miserable life, you know, disparages this kid and he goes, now go get me another beer. Um, <laughs> so the young, we see the young uh, neighborhood boys um, go off on a snipe hunt there while out in the bush. Boomhauer produces a bottle of Bloody Mary mix and says they're going to get schnackered. All the alleyway guys start to talk about what they're going to do whenever they grow up. Bill says he's going to drink this stuff every day, just like his dad, which is a little sad. Yep. <laughs> says he's going to become a pilot. Dale says he's going to, I think, become like a Chinese millionaire, like a rich millionaire and live in China yeah. and have people assassinated. Yep. Young Hank says, uh, when I grow up, I'm going to sell propane and propane accessories if my grades are good, my enough. Grades are good enough. Yeah. Funny that he's the only one who achieves his, his goal there. Yeah. So then we, his we grades were good enough. Sell we propane of, and propane accessories. Exactly. Uh, we get uh, we get out of the flashback, out of the flashback, and back into the alley. Hank is, you know, uh, everyone is remembering this time fondly, except for Bill. Uh, we get a nice yes. shot of Bill right before the credit, right before the song opens, and he goes, "I'm so depressed, I can't blink." I, I wrote that down. I made a note about that. And uh, I was under the influence of an edible while watching <laughs> this episode. Uh, <laughs> shout out THC. And I wrote this down. And then under it, I just wrote tattoo question mark. Tattoo? I'm so, so I depressed. I can't Brad was like, I would get that as a, t- <laughs> like like a, a picture, tattoo. A picture of Dale. And under it, it just says, I'm so depressed. I can't blink. Been there, yeah. bud. So we we open. Hank invites the rest of the alleyway to to come on this order. Um, well, I guess Dale, Dale and Hank, their kids are actually going, but Boomhauer uh, and Bill are just coming along for fun, for old time's sake. Yeah, for old time's sake. Joseph and Bobby are playing around in the front yard. Joseph runs up to Dale at a funny line here, and he asks if we can bring life preservers. Yeah, uh, and Dale goes. <laughs> Dale says, if you want to be sissies, and Joseph says, he said yes. yes. <laughs> so right off the bat, uh, right right off of that scene there is one of our most significant John Redcorn scenes. Uh, up to this point in time, John Redcorn, I think we see him in the pilot. I don't think we see him in the second episode at all. No, he was um, not in episode two. I don't believe he spoke in the pilot, right? This yeah, he does. We actually hear him speak. He does very briefly in the pilot, I think. Okay. On the note of John Redcorn, I looked up who the voice actor was while I was mm-hmm. watching this because I was like, oh, I hope this isn't like a con situation and it's like a white dude doing an offensive accent. Uh, actually, a Native American man. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is Victor Aaron. Victor Aaron. Uh, he died in a car accident after mm-hmm. season one and yes. was replaced by uh, Jonathan Joss, who is actually yes. a recurring character in Parks and Rec. He plays Chief Ken mm-hmm. in Parks and Rec. Yes. So, yes, I was going to say I had a, I had a shout out and a RIP in memoriam for Victor Aaron. He's he's only credited as being in two episodes of King of the uh, Hill, I believe. So we might not get. Yeah, that might I be a little foreshadow. Probably not a lot of John Redcorn in this, but uh, not a lot of John Redcorn. Count when Hank uh, 
says, oh, there's John Redcorn. We should ask him they, if there's any funny Indian stuff. They say a bunch of off off the call off color shit to john redcorn here yeah um, but, but john... accurate to like how i mean i went to high school right next to a reservation pretty much and a mm-hmm. large portion of my high school were native american and it's pretty pretty accurate to how uh people speak to slash about native americans in the south so yes Still a lot of ignorance out there. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Respect the treaties, land back for sure. John Redcorn, as he walks up, you know, they say like, oh, John Redcorn, let's ask him some questions. The first thing John Redcorn says is, I would be honored to look after your wife. Yes. <laughs> to tail just so. <laughs> tail just says, yeah. oh, well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> they, you know, the gang asks him for some some guidance on uh, what they should do with the boys. John says, you know, these are sacred and they go, Oh, we don't care. We'll take a sacred one. Uh, (laughs) And then Dale even goes so far as to say like, I like how you say everything is sacred. That's funny. (laughs) So we get this scene in the front yard and all the while Peggy seems very keen on getting everyone out of there. She gets the car yeah, I didn't remember this. I was like, what the fuck is Peggy? This doing? is, I think, this is the first episode where we've gotten a good solid B storyline. The camping trip is definitely going to be our A story, but there's a, a fun B story going on with look Peggy you, this whole episode. Dude. Your writer lingo. Yeah, look at me. Wow. We do get a, a little tie-in wow. from the flashback. Eustace shows up, the uh, the kid from the flashback oh, who yeah. got his silent stick broken. And everyone says, hey, Eustace. And Dale says, hey, useless. Um, to which he smirks um classic another fun line i had in here eustace says to his son randy you know just have fun i'll love you no matter what and mm-hmm. hank hank says can you imagine if my dad had loved me no matter what and he says like <laughs> what a load <laughs> which yeah. i think is just so so funny that they're making fun of this guy who who loves his son yeah i made a um, about that too like you that, that kind of same sentiment as like the life preserver thing mm-hmm. is that like weird masculinity shit yeah we get a couple of other things in here bill tells us that uh he's got some of his ex-wife's socks that they can use as yeah. spirit sacks <laughs> and he says you know like now every time she plays tennis she gets blister and i think dale is like you don't think she would have got new socks by now <laughs> Is this the first reference so, to, this, uh, to Bill's ex-wife that we get? Yes. And this is definitely the first episode where we're getting like full on depressive sad boy Bill. Yeah. First two episodes. Yeah, that, really just that been, I'm so depressed. I, I can't even can't blink. blink. That's heavy. Uh, yeah. His first two episodes, he's definitely very much just like in the alleyway, but we definitely start to get a lot of Bill, Bill flavor here. They do. Uh, this is where we first get our first Wimitanye. Yep. of the episode they hijack uh and they mispronounce i believe the spirit that john redcorn is referencing so yeah, Wimitanye like, is Wimotnye gonna be or something yeah they mispronounce it before the boys leave for camp we get a couple of other fun notes we get a nice visual gag bobby and joseph have got the tent set up in the house and they're you know practice camping and 
Bobby uh, can't wait to get his order of the straight arrow patch and he's going to put it right next to his sewing badge, which then falls off Fun, uh, (laughs) fun visual gag there. But then um, the boys almost swear in the house. They, they almost say that. F word, which I feel like for its time on TV was like a little bit of a borderline, like, oh, they almost got there. Uh, but Peggy busts in, you know, what did you just say? Uh, and Bobby says something about uh, forget about it. Peggy says, I know a half a curse word when I hear one. <laughs> Joseph, interesting note here, says your mom is so cool. She smells like Miracle Whip. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really <laughs> know. I what miracle whip smells like i don't remember the last time that i mm-hmm. ate it's very it, sweet yeah i don't oh, know i i, I oh, don't yeah. know if that's a compliment i'm thinking cool whip cool whip is the whipped cream miracle whip is the mayo miracle so, whip is probably pretty sweet too though yeah joseph is just always he's very very goofy very very weird that'll yeah, definitely what, pop up in later apps yeah. but he's kind of a weird guy i i like joseph just I do too. a lot but one thing that i noticed in this scene that i made a note of that doesn't really have anything to do with the scene is we're three episodes in we have no connie or con mm-hmm. i don't really remember how they're introduced in the show they get a full specific move in episode okay I so they like yeah. move in next door i just found that interesting because they like mm-hmm. they stand out so much for me mm-hmm. in this show and like we've had none of them so far yeah yeah, interesting. I think they get the, a full move-in episode. I guess we'll yeah. find out. Peggy is really, really ready to have the house clear before the folks leave. She sends Luann off this episode. She gives her some bus fare. We get a little bit more oh, insight yeah. into what's going on in Luann's personal life. It's the arraignment, um, not it's the, arraignment. the trial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Peggy gets Luann out of the house. She gets... Uh, She's in a hurry to get the boys out of the driveway. The car won't start. Hank thinks the battery is dead. Peggy's in there like, oh, we're going to be delayed. We'll have to recharge it. Peggy says, nah, pop the clutch. And Peggy push starts the car for them and then immediately hops in the truck. So, yeah, we'll get a lot more of Peggy acting sus for the rest of of this episode. From here, we get a nice uh, kind of road trip vibe going here. So Randy, there's four kids in the car. It's um, Hank and Hank and Bill, and one kid in the four in in one car with the four the four kids, and then uh, Boomhauer and Dale are in the truck following behind. We get the kid Randy's name. Uh, it takes a little while before we find out the other kid's name. He is Garth. It's not necessarily the blonde one with the shaggy hair. So it's Randy, Garth, uh, Bobby, and Joseph going on this trip. But while they're traveling, they're starting to annoy the adults in the car by invoking Wimitanye's name for everything they see. The license plate game, they're saying, you know, Wimitanye, I see Texas, Wimitanye. <laughs> and pretty quickly, Hank uh, pulls over and explains the uh, vow of silence and hands all the boys a silence stick, uh, which is actually just a Slim Jim. Yeah. Which That's I thought actually- was pretty funny. That's uh, a road trip snack. Mm-hmm. A spicy, spicy beef tube. You like a spicy beef tube, Brad? Huh? Did you eat Slim Jims back when you were eating meats? Oh yeah, yeah. I got Slim down Jims. on a on a good Slim Jim every oh, now my and God. then. They're so addicting. I do love a good like cured meat, mm-hmm. pepperoni, salami. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Whatever the heck Slim Jim actually was. Yeah, it's probably like horse fetus and skinny James. Yeah. Uh, we know one thing. Oh my God, it's so juicy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, exactly. So the boys get their silent sticks, which are just um, just Slim Jims. And pretty much right off the bat, uh, Bobby does what we saw in the flashback where he goes, right now? And Hank is like, yes, I'll give you that one for free, but no more talking. And then Bobby's like, okay. So they get back in the car and do some driving. I feel like we get a rare glimpse in one of these scenes of uh, how kind of like funny Hank can actually be. Uh, Cause he pulls the old, I'm asleep at the wheel prank. Yeah, that was good. On, on the kids. Uh, Bill says he's hungry uh, and Hank goes, watch this. And, you know, pretends also, to fall asleep when he's like giving his little speech to them about the oath of silence. It kind of seems like he's just like referencing, like he says spirit in the sky. Like, it seems like he's just referencing that Norman Greenbaum song, mm-hmm. just like making shit up. Yeah. You know that song. Yes. Song's kind spirit of weird. in the sky. I do know it. Yeah. Uh, it's he, uh, it, he makes that part of his prayer that he does around the campfire a little bit later. Yeah. Dale moons the boys on their car traveling, which causes Boomhauer to run off the road and um, drag Dale's ass through the bush, which is a real funny scene. Men's ass nudity in cartoons is just always so funny. Uh, and we'll get to we'll get to other we'll we'll get to other ass related humor in this show later I on. I want to hear I want to hear about more of your opinions on ass. Um, well, you know, in terms of. Uh, in terms of uh, the nudity that you see uh, on TV, and a lot of times uh-huh. in this period for guys, it's just butt. And I, I don't know. There's just something about. Are you saying that you'd rather see something else? No, it's just a well placed man butt can be very humorous. Wow. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Breaking ground here. Hot takes. Hot takes around. Wow. Chime, Men's chime butts can off. be attractive. Sound off in the comments if you agree. If you think uh, men's asses can be funny. Yeah. One other thing here in the silent, in reference to the silent sticks, uh, whenever somebody mentions, oh, these are Slim Jims, Hank says that's what the white man calls them, yeah. which is <laughs> funny coming from Hank, coming from the white man. <laughs> so- Folks get to camp. Oh, let's see. There's one other funny line in here I had noted down. Um uh randy the son of useless eustace i can't remember what pops up they reference randy's dad and 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 randy says my dad's a successful patent attorney yeah (laughs) uh and hank says not in the eyes of women (laughs) oh women you can't do randy and useless can't do anything right we uh get a little we get a little snippet of Peggy at this point in time at an ATM. She burns the receipt and yeah. throws it in the trash can and starts a trash can fire. I had zero recollection of any of this. And I was like, is Peggy like secretly like a criminal or something? Like what is going? I genuinely did not remember what she mm-hmm. was going to do. Yeah, I and I, I didn't was remember so much where she was more going. Invested in that storyline mm-hmm. than the other. Like the other one, I was like, "Oh yeah, they're like doing Boy Scout shit." But then I was like, "Get back to Peggy. I want to know what the what the fuck she's doing." Yeah, um, Peggy's storyline is very fun. We get to the park. There's a bunch of uh, 
I think Dale calls them lefties uh, in the park. So we see some conservationists talking about saving certain species. Um, they name some species that they saved. And then the lady with hairy armpits um, says, <laughs> and we also eliminated 300 logging jobs at the very I, uh, end. I made a note here, just like curious as to where in Texas this might have been. I was like, is this in Austin? Are they like, where are they camping? Where did they road trip to where there would be like hippie people? Yeah. I mean, the the exact location of Arlen within Texas is given in proximity to a couple of different places. So it's kind of like Springfield in that it moves around or, you know, is close to things that they needed to be close is to. in Oregon. Uh, sure. That's confirmed uh, by Matt Groening. All right. Whatever you say. Uh, I don't trust him. But if you do. You don't trust the creator of the show, The Simpsons? Uh uh, I don't know. Hot takes, hot takes all around. Yeah, it's it's not exactly given where they're camping, but it has trees, so we gotta suspect it's not like far west Texas. Yeah, I mean, I was, I I have a little more later on. I was able to actually pinpoint exactly where they're camping. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Okay, interesting. All right, uh, hot takes all around. <laughs> We've got a line from Hank about um, one of the conservationist hippie ladies about would it kill a tree if she wore a bra? Yeah. <laughs> it would, um, actually. Yes. It, yeah, uh, it would? Um, it would. Oh, <gasps> would. <gasps> wow. <laughs> hot takes. Hot takes all around. Um, <laughs> the uh, the boys are getting the camp set up and everything. Um they uh, start to talk about the order of the straight arrow and um, kind of what it means. I've got a, I noted down a funny line to stop them talking about the earth and honoring the earth. I think Hank says, she's ours by God. Our taxes paid for her in relation to Mother Earth. Yeah, Hank mentioned something about a bill. He says Bill HR 57 at one point. I think it's around. Yes, they do, they do a prayer around... Um, they do a prayer around the uh, fire, or it's part of their uh, pledge. I think it's the pledge yeah. of the order of the straight and arrow. And yeah, at the end, they say straight, straight arrows are against uh, Bill HR 57 for the importation of South American propane. Yeah, I looked that up. I couldn't find anything about that being a real bill, but I did find an actual Bill HR 57 that was introduced in 2021, I believe, mm. uh, called the No Free Rent for Freeloaders Act of 2021. Didn't oh, pass. Was, uh, oh, yeah. Goodness. Yeah, <laughs> is that a was that a federal law or was that like a Texas? Where where who tried I don't, to pass I don't, that? I didn't look into it very far. I'm assuming it's one of those whack job conservative assholes. Mm -hmm. uh, sound off in the comments if you're a whack job conservative asshole. Yeah, um, but yeah, around the uh, fire here, we do get that uh, that line about um, Hank uh, kind of mashing up the uh the couple of different phrasings here talking about the spirit in the sky um oh no he starts out with uh though we may walk through the shadow of the valley or the valley of the shadow of death yeah we're gonna recommend you to the spirit in the sky with Seems liberty like and justice for all quoting he <laughs> songs slash the pledge of allegiance he is it goes he gets a bible quote a song quote and then the pledge of allegiance all rolled into one the american way Yep, we get another uh, flash of what Peggy is up to. Another couple of flashes. We see her driving down 
a long deserted highway that gets no radio reception. Uh, so she's headed out west, uh, and we get another snippet of her checking into a hotel using a fake name and paying in cash. The <laughs> fake name that Peggy is giving is uh, Gracia Ibanez. Solid. So she's using the fake name. She's paying in cash. She's driving far away. At this but point in time, the- what is she doing? I, I was that. on the edge of my fucking seat at this point. I was too. I was really enjoying the Peggy, uh, the Peggy content this episode. So the boys are getting ready to go on their snipe hunt. Dale, uh, you know, gives a physical description of the snipe. They get their whoop ass sticks and their bags, uh, and then uh, they give the uh, the snipe call uh, that you have to do. Oh, I was waiting for you to hit waiting, it. You're waiting for uh, me to hit the mm-hmm, soundbite? Yes, uh, which of course yeah, is... Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, dude, one of them snap punch last night, man, with them stick and bag and whack, whack, man, we'd go, woo-loo, talking about that. <laughs> Woo-loo-loo, woo-loo-loo. <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah, woo-loo-loo, woo-loo-loo is how you, is how you, uh, is how you call them in. So, um, I, on the note of a snipe hunt, one, the only context that I had for a snipe hunt was from up. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was a real thing. Yeah. You so said that sni- you've done one before. This is like a I, real thing that they're like, go get a snipe. I have done a snipe before. Um, some folks will call it different things, but the concept of a snipe hunt is all the same. You send groups of kids out in the woods to look for this fearsome creature or to try to, like, to catch a creature. Did, it, did you know that it wasn't real? It's not a real thing. I had a little bit of suspicion because by the time somebody tried to pull it on me, I was like a mid teen and I was like, there's no way this was you true. Were 30. Yeah. The snipe was described to me as a bird though, with red eyes that lives in holes in the ground. Yeah. Um, it's a burden up, right? Uh, yes, it is a burden up. Yeah. So yeah, the boys, uh, the boys go out on their snipe hunt. The adults get back to the campfire, you know, this ought to keep them occupied for a couple hours and then you know we hear some screaming and a a a thunk and a stick swing bobby comes out of the bush with a whooping crane thinking dead whooping crane thinking it's a snipe and i think believe this is where we get another one of those real clean commercial breaks Mm -hmm. um so bobby comes out with this you know shocking thing and we get a nice clean commercial break there immediate concern that it's a whooping crane because it's a protected slash endangered species i did a little bit of research on the whooping Mm -hmm. crane it's a real bird Mm -hmm. Uh, it's the tallest north american bird it is still endangered to this day you don't say Um, so still not doing super hot is the whooping crane but this gave me a little bit of perspective of where exactly they are in the world. Mm. So I looked at their their nesting Texas. patterns. Uh, they do nest in Texas. They spend uh, winter generally in Texas. Mm-hmm. So I guess maybe this this episode aired in February. Like maybe it's like around that. I'm guessing somewhere East Texas. Uh, Yes. Essentially like Southeast Texas. There's like a very small pocket of Texas where, where they nest on the coast. I'm guessing that where they are in this episode is somewhere between Corpus Christi and Galveston, like somewhere in that. Yeah. I was guessing the coast and it's probably winter ish time in Texas, but they spend like the majority of the year. They have like, 
nesting in Florida and then a migratory pattern basically up northwest from Florida into like Michigan. And then some of them yep. go as far as like northern Alberta. Mm. Yeah. Whoop whoop. Shout out yeah. to whooping cranes. If you're a whooping crane, uh sound off in the comments. Um, <laughs> if we have any bird viewers, uh this one's for you. Yes. I think another important note here, before they go into the snipe hunt and the um, the Oath of Silence, Joseph has been trying to tell Bobby that this is all fake and all made up to just pull their leg. And Bobby doesn't believe that his dad would lie to him, yeah, um, which kind of becomes a central part of what's going on in the, in the rest of the episode. Bobby really believes everything that his dad is saying. Did you catch, did you catch the fake Native American name that Hank gives himself? I don't recall. Around the campfire, he uh, introduces himself as Kicking Elk. Ah. So he has uh, he has even appropriated a name for himself. <laughs> Canceled. Um, Canceled. But yeah, exactly. Uh, cancel him. Cancel Hank Hill. Uh, but Bobby doesn't believe that his dad would lie to him. So after the commercial break, they stuff that bird in the cooler. They are woken up in the morning by a park ranger uh, with a little tracking device who has uh, tracked the bird within 10 yards of your campsite. Have you seen it? Did you catch what was going on in the background as everyone was waking up? There's a little bit of background imagery going uh, on. Again, uh, on an edible when I watched this. Yeah, uh, of course. Uh, <laughs> then you definitely did not notice the uh, hippie gal or the gal uh, running out of Boomhauer's tent in I the morning. Not. So there's That's a little great. background scene. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, boom. Dang old TV programs all the time. It's Gavin over there every time they put on them dang old lunatics. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know how Boomhauer does, but sometime in the night, Boomhauer uh, was able to court a lady okay. and bring her back to the tent. So the park ranger comes over looking for the crane. Hank is, you know, like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about, goes and sits on the cooler. Uh, and then uh, Boomhauer. Boomhauer snitches he or tries to snitch. Rats his ass out. Boomhauer tries to snitch, um, but in classic Boomhauer fashion, you can't hear anything that he's saying. But he says, yeah, "Oh, thing old, fully don't understand him." Thing old, big mistake right there in the cooler. <laughs> yeah, uh, Hank uh, around this time also mentions like dumping the bird in a dumpster out behind the. I think he Stuckies. called it Stuckies. Yeah, it's a which gas is station. obviously a reference to Bucky's, right? No, Stuckies is a separate Stuckies gas is station. Real? Mm-hmm. Shit. I thought it was like a a Bucky's thing and I was going to nope. going to talk about how cool Bucky's is. What is Stuckies? Stuckies is also just a chain of Texas gas stations and then I think there's a specific type of snack. There's like a it's like a peanut roll or something like that. Let's well, this take a says look. that Stuckies is a restaurant world famous pecans and candy yep that's it they're famous for their pecans um oh, yeah so it's... that's what hank was referring to no they're they're a chain of gas stations also they probably started as a single location that specialized in nuts there's not a ton of them around anymore there's there's a few in oklahoma oh shit yeah, so Stucky's, yeah, it's a World's gas station. Famous candy and convenience. That's the most Texas shit I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Wow. I really thought it was just like an off-brand Bucky's. For those who don't know, in Texas, they're only in Texas, right? Bucky's? Um, they're branching out. 
now they are they're yeah. taking over mm-hmm. well bucky's is yeah there's they're in a couple other places insanely just like over the top huge church gas station church chain church of the beaver yeah with the biggest bathrooms of all time uh, i believe some people pronounce it bussies yes <laughs> uh some praise people be- meaning me praise be to the almighty con woo loo loo woo loo loo anyways yep. Uh, I guess I was wrong about that. Wimitanye for that. Yeah, Wimitanye, forgive you. Uh, Yeah, shout out to Bucky's and Stucky's. Sometime in the night, though, also an important note uh, where we start to get our Dale craziness for the episode. As soon as the bird is killed, Dale starts saying, I don't know you. I don't don't know. I've never seen this man before in my life. He looks like he's going to run off, so they they take his keys. uh, And then before the end of the night, Hank orders Bill to get his shoes and pants also. So in the morning, Dale is woken up. He just has underwear and socks on and his hat glasses, of course, uh, because they're afraid of Dale running away. So they took his keys and his pants and shoes. So do we get a foot, a foot shot of Dale here? Uh, no, I think, he keeps his, I think he keeps his socks on. But speaking right. of foot content, after this little scene in the morning, we get another little glimpse of where Peggy uh, has been at. And she has traveled all the way to Lubbock. In West Texas, which is south of Amarillo by about an hour and a half. And she is at Lubbock's Very Big Shoes. Uh, <laughs> so good. She's still under the fake name uh, Gracia Ibanez. Yeah. Um, but she she goes in to get uh, fit for some very big shoes. And this is the first time we get the long-running joke that Peggy has very large feet. Huge feet. Yeah. Also, you and I have spent a lot of time in Lubbock, Texas. We've been to Lubbock. Uh, mm-hmm. one uh, standout for me I remember being told by someone at an outdoor shop that I was there uh, selling to that they have uh, a name for their own STD called the Red Raider Rash mm-hmm. in Lubbock, Texas so shout yep. out shout out Lubbock yeah yeah. I used to go my, so growing up my dad was a salesman also and Lubbock was part of his territory sometimes in the summer we would travel with him just for fun so i went to lubbock a couple of times as a kid uh and it kind of sucked but yeah, there is does. if you're out <laughs> yeah uh if you are out there in lubbock there is a nice uh natural attraction there called capstone canyon uh which is kind of the southern terminus of the palo duro canyon system which oh, starts like, way I up like north i've been yeah. on many many a run in palo duro yeah so palo duro is oh. up in amarillo but Capstone is like the very southern end of that whole wash system. So if you're in Lubbock and looking for something to do, either go to Lubbock's Very Big Shoes or check out Caprock Canyon. Or it might be Capstone. It's either Caprock or Capstone. Do you sell to Lubbock's Very Big Shoes? No, Texas is not my territory, fortunately. Oh, yeah. Well, I um, Texas was my territory. Chris and I, for context, no one gives a shit. We used to work together selling shoes and socks and socks and a variety of other things mm-hmm. uh and i shoes and sock go... accessories yeah <laughs> i sell shoes and socks accessories lubbock was in my territory mm-hmm. as was a lot of texas except for dallas the good parts austin and houston so i had to go to like abilene and east texas and um did you happen to catch what to peggy's shoe size is I did In case not. anyone wants it for the canon, it is 16 triple E. 
which is a huge, huge Bonkers, foot. Dude. Big old, big old feetsies. Um, so yeah, uh, Peggy's getting some big shoes and the gang is trying to get the heck out of Dodge. Bobby is spotted by the hippie gal uh, as he is holding the bird body up to offer and honor its spirit to Wimitanye because Bobby doesn't believe that Hank has lied to him. He thinks Wimitanye is real uh, and is trying to, uh, you know, invoke his, his, uh, uh, his blessing on this bird. And so that's how they get discovered is Bobby holding the bird up. They essentially, you know, uh, they first off try to bury this bird uh, like in the state park, like in the ground and they get chased off by these um, conservationists. Yeah, get a couple I, little, uh, I made a note that as she was like running after them to like get the bird, she just like steps on a bunch of bird eggs. Steps on a bunch of birds. But did, and you, then I'll... did you catch the footwear? Yeah, it was like a Birkenstock. It looked kind of like a Chaco. Uh, who knows? Some type of sandal. Hippies are always in sandals. But yeah, they, uh, they, in sandals. they do destroy. I think they also, you know, like crush some tree branches and the stuff uh and then they yeah. hack hacky sacks at their car which i think is just very funny yeah i just like to picture the writing room like what would hippies like have on their disposal to throw as projectiles hacky sacks obviously a hacky sack obviously so they get out of there they make an escape they get further out in the park and make their way down into a drainage ditch some type of drainage culvert um and they're trying to stuff the bird back in a pipe and it won't fit I get another nice dale line in here um he says uh somebody says something about asking dale uh he says uh how do you know my name grain killer i've never met you in my life dale's cracking me up this whole time yeah the cop is essentially threatening to arrest hank mm-hmm. and scalding him for lying and as that is going on Bobby is almost. Bobby is praying and offering up the crane spirit to Wimatanye. Uh he gives it a nice little sprinkle of water and gives it a woo loo loo. Woo loo loo. Woo loo loo. Exactly. And then uh yeah, the bird uh comes back to life and the ranger is like, it must have just been knocked unconscious, which I don't imagine is good for the bird, but isn't illegal. And then they <laughs> essentially let him they let him go. <laughs> And um, my favorite part about like right after this interaction is Bobby thinking that he's actually a healer mm-hmm. and that he healed the bird. Uh, yes. Kind of like closes out with that and uh, Hank saying like, let's get out of here. I have a headache. And then Bobby like starts splashing. I can heal Hank. you. I wonder if he did heal him. What if Bobby did heal the bird? Exactly. We won't like know. Hank, Hank made a face where I was like, doesn't seem like he has a headache anymore. Maybe that's yeah. canon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I thought I thought that myself as well because that bird spent you know all night in a nice in an ice chest. Yeah. Uh, as well, How being deprived be of oxygen. Still? I don't mm-hmm. know. I didn't see in the Wikipedia article that I read about whooping cranes anything about them not needing oxygen. So I mean, maybe. Maybe they uh, ornithologists sound off in the comments if whooping cranes can come back to life. Yeah, we have to have at least one ornithologist in our in our seven listeners that we have. Yeah, um, probably got. But... Who else is in our seven listeners? Definitely not my wife. 
Oh, not my wife either. Yeah, she's not going to listen to this shit. No, uh, 100% not. <laughs> Down here in the drainage culvert, we, we get a little bit of sentimental wrap up between Bobby and Hank as well. Bobby brings up, asks Hank, you know, so you lied to me. And, and uh, Hank and Bobby kind of make up there uh, in that scene as well. Um, Mm-hmm. No, keep going. This is another episode where we get a post-credit scene. Uh, What's sad po- about that? Uh, nothing really, uh, except for the fact that mm, might be sad. We see Peggy in the post-credit scene. We see Peggy filing off the number one oh, from yeah. her size sixteen so shoes six. to make it look like that this is, is kind a size of sad. six. Yeah. It is kind of sad. Um, Embrace your, don't, your foot don't, size, queen. Don't don't worry, there's an episode about that. Uh, I can't wait. Yeah, it's pretty far down there. But um, yeah, uh, Hank comes home and asks Peggy how her weekend was. She says she did some shopping and that she bought a microwave because the yeah. <laughs> box for her shoes is so large. And Hank says uh, this house goes through microwaves like other people go through shoes just kind of funny solid ender yeah, yeah. That, the peggy side story really carried this episode for me mm-hmm. that'll become yeah, constant later on in the show is is having a side plot yeah that's pretty common in in sitcoms mm-hmm. in general simpsons simpsons did it simpsons did it simpsons did it. what do you what do you give this episode how many beers you pulling out the cooler? How many Alamos? Out of the cooler for me, I think I'm drinking five of those beers just because my history with Scouts. It's a it's a fun uh, it's a fun little you know can see elements of your young self out there camping trip with the dads and all that. I've never killed a whooping crane, <laughs> but you have been on a snipe hunt. That's huge. I have been on a snipe hunt. I've I led some kids on a snipe hunt. You yeah. Uh, so, I I think I'm gonna go five too. I'm gonna pound five down. This was five a good beers episode. out of the cooler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, now uh, that that's out of the way, should we crown the hill king of the episode? The king of the episode. Who's the hill king? God Who's dang going? it, Bobby! God dang it, Bobby! God dang it! God dang it, Bobby! God dang it, Bobby! God dang it! God dang it, Bobby! God dang it, Bobby! God dang it! God dang it, Bobby! God dang it, Bobby! God dang it, Bobby! Bobby! Who you got? Oh yeah. This is the segment of the show. If this is your first time listening, listener, welcome. Where we crown the king of the hill, the hill king of the episode. Who was the mm-hmm. MVP? This is totally up to us and esoteric and not based on anything factual within the episode or the series at all. It's just how we feel in the moment. So my king is the spirit in the sky. Uh, the king of the episode for this for me is definitely Wimitanye. You can't uh, choose Wimitanye. I can, and I just did. See, Wimitanye brings the group together for the weekend. They're all on that Wimitanye train, and Wimitanye also brings the whooping crane back to life. So for me, it's well, Wimitanye. Bobby, Bobby kind of does that. But Yeah, but Bobby had to ask Wimitanye. That is true. All right. I'll give it to you. Uh, I'm going to go Bobby. 
seems like kind of the obvious answer, but mm-hmm. I I thought this was a very good Bobby episode. Some really good lines from Bobby. Him going has been stuck in my head for like two days. Yeah, I got to go My Hill King. I think this is the first Bobby Hill King crowning, right? I believe so, yes. All right, one on the board. If anyone in any one of our seven listeners is in the comments uh, and wants to keep track of the Hill King, I know we've got a we got a couple Hanks maybe in there. We got a Peggy. We got a, no Luann. Multiple is, Peggies. Is, yeah, Luann. Oh no, it's multiple Luanns so far. Multiple Luanns and one Wimatanye. And one Wimatanye. So, uh, yeah, that is the hill king segment that brings us to the end of episode three of king of the hill and episode three of this podcast that you are listening yeah. to or watching right now if you are listening to the show on apple podcasts or spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts you can actually watch us on youtube as well there is a video component you can see our lovely faces if you are watching on youtube you can go subscribe on Apple Podcasts, we recommend yes. you do both. Yeah, join us. Uh, join us next week for season one, episode four. Hank's got the willies. And like, subscribe, follow us on Instagram, Hill Kings Pod. I'll come back now. We out. See you next week. Hail King's Podcast.